Hi, my name is Sonia Pennell. I've always felt this calling to empower others, especially women. But after years of following this journey, I realized in order to empower others, I needed to first empower myself. Follow me on this journey as we discuss topics around health, wellness, family, marriage, and business. This is the Be A Beast podcast. Hello, this is Sonia Pennell with the Be A Beast podcast. And today, I actually have my niece with me. Her her name is Steph, Stephanie Ferris. She's here today to talk about um, her story, which is really multifaceted, uh, very interesting. And um, Steph, why don't you just tell us, start off a little bit about yourself. So I'm Stephanie Ferris, and I am from Sparta, Wisconsin. I have um, a husband and two children um, and a puppy. Um, I work as an RN at Gunderson, and um, COVID really took a hit on a lot of things for all for all aspects of it. Um, kind of the just getting back into boot camp, and that's one of the important factors for myself and for my family. Yeah. So Steph and I, um, actually we, well, we go a long way back, right? Cause I mean, obviously you're a really long way, a really long <laughs> way right? Cause, cause she, she is mine and Dean's niece, but, um, you were actually one of our very first members at our lacrosse South location. Um, and I talk, talk to us a little bit because that's been over five years ago now. Um, talk to us a little bit about, when you first started burn um was there hesitation was there fear was it like where were you at um kind of health wise mindset wise so that was five years ago uh at least and started out with a saturday camp uh, one that used to be a free saturday camp um my mom and sister begged me to come for a couple of saturdays and I drive was 45 minutes away from my house one way, and why would I want to do that? And they finally got me to say yes. And even on the drive there, I was saying, 45-minute drive, this is, this is just crazy. Um, and so then walked in the door, and literally, that was the end of it. Like, I knew I needed a burn in my life. Um, I was very unhappy with the way I looked, how I felt. Um, I would get upset with my husband when we had to go out to dinner somewhere because I couldn't find an outfit that fit and I just didn't like how I looked in it. Um, I didn't have a lot of strength. I was always tired um, having two little ones. I mean, I know some of that it plays into the factor, but also just wasn't really even getting out for walks or anything when I started burn five years ago. <laughs> yeah. So fast forward um, five years. We've been through 16, 17, 18 months of COVID. Um, you're a nurse. Um, you're the mom of a high risk daughter who also kind of contributed to some of your challenges through COVID and and some of the things that put, put you under additional stress. Um, fast forward now we're out of COVID and kind of, you came to me, right? You came to me and said, Sonia, we have a story to tell and I need people to hear my story because what I thought burn was five years ago and the reason I was going to burn and sort of the scale and the number to where I am today is a much different vision, a much different outlook. Can you speak to 
Um, and it's really the reason we're here today. What changed from five years ago when the scale was sort of like it led your, it led your focus, right? Yeah. To today. Like, can you walk us through that story? So five years ago, the number on the scale meant everything to me. Like that number on the scale was what I, I don't know, eat, slept and breathe. Like if that number wasn't going down, I didn't feel like I was doing what I needed to do. Um, as you know, years prior to going to burn, I watched that number just go up and I did nothing. And so then, you know, finally it was like, it's time to change. I need to do something for me and went to burn with my, with my mom and sister dragging me there. And they, you know, I had regular focus meetings and the number was, you know, going down nicely for the first few, first few times. And then all of a sudden it kind of stayed where it stayed right where it was for a few times. And I remember Jeff saying, don't focus on the number. And I'm like, but that number means everything. Like that number is me. That number is not you. So that number on the scale, it is just a number. And I didn't know what that meant up until literally like over the last 12 months. Um, the number on the scale after being away from burn for 12, 18 months from COVID, um, that number continued to kind of stay around the same area, about five to eight pounds difference over the past year. But I noticed my mind change, just my mood change, the, you know, different areas that fat was coming back in and that number stayed right around the same. And I know I lost a lot of muscle like that. Number on the scale does not show, does not show us what we think it should show us. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So kind of coupled with that, you also had, so you, you were able to return to burn. So just recently, just recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. So COVID is, we all hope is, is winding down. Family's vaccinated. You're able to get kind of back out into a quote unquote, yeah, (laughs) semi-normal life. Um, You start back to burn. And, and then what? Well, a little bit of soreness. A little bit <laughs> of soreness. Muscle, it's a good mm-hmm. sore. Um, you know, it's the, uh, the biggest thing for me, like I want to get back to being strong, getting back to being happy with myself, which is kind of one of the things that I feel like women alone are really hard on themselves. Um, and then really, you know, getting my strength back, getting my health back, Kind of taking, taking me back, getting back to where I want to be and who I want to be. The emotional part of it is so much, so much of burn, that positive environment, the encouragement, you know, it's, and just getting happy in, in yourself. Like that is the biggest thing. So you're in healthcare yourself. Do you see, and and maybe not just even at work, but just, I mean, it could be even at burn. It could be in your, your own group of friends like do you see where people are maybe different than they were a year and a half ago are they are they any you know less happy do you see any more I guess mental challenges having come from you you kind of allude a little bit to yourself but do you see on a bigger scale whether that's at work at home at the like do you see some of that I would say COVID is mentally draining and not having, not having my gym, you know, support and 
being able to work on my mental health because the gym is kind of my my 45 minutes away my 45 minutes for myself and i think you can see it in other people you can see you know just different um i'm also doing my bsn and i've researched i recently wrote a paper on cardiovascular disease because it is amazing to me how that isn't talked about enough of how how present it is whereas everything is strictly about covid and those numbers i think we're going to see shoot up because people are going to have cardiovascular disease because they've been told to stay home and they've been told to not do this and the weight changes like that plays a big role into all of it too yeah and so many people said, you know, through COVID, you know, we've obviously, we have to be careful. It's, it was highly contagious. We needed to be careful. We needed to be mask wearing. We needed, we needed to do these things. And we needed to do that in that time so we could get hopefully past that, right? Mm -hmm. But there was also a piece of us that was torn away where for some people, whether that was going to a gym, being with family, um, maybe doing other regular activities that were physical you know, physical activities weddings. that they couldn't do. Weddings, <laughs> right, funerals. I mean, we talk about all kinds of things that, that, yeah, that people had ripped from them. Um, and I, I got a sense. School. <laughs> school, yeah, oh, absolutely. We can talk about the kids and how they've been affected too by having their friends and sort of their normalcy um, taken away. And so, again, now being outside of, co well, we, again, hoping outside <laughs> of mostly COVID, um, you know, for you to have your gym back. Um, what does that mean? Having your gym back, it's not all physical. I guess I sense it's not all physical right. for you. So it's, it, there is a, absolutely a physical component for it, for it. What else is it? It is the positive environment. I mean, you know, getting, getting to doing the high fives and seeing, seeing faces. Like we don't realize how much we need to see that smile. Like, not seeing somebody smile, like you can tell in a mask, because I did take a picture of Eva when we were, when she was in her mask, like I told her to smile and you can tell, mm -hmm. but you, and you can tell when she's grumping because I told her to grump too, <laughs> just to see the difference. Like you can totally tell when people are smiling in it, but you don't get to see that smile. And that mm -hmm. smile is one of those things that like people say, if you smile, but people smile back, smile back. And if you can't see it, like how are they supposed to know? <laughs> but like that, even just a smile can raise somebody's mood. It can make people feel better. It makes other people happy. And so the gym helps make me happy. And I mean, my kids, we were just at kids camp. Eva was begging to go for weeks. She'd been asking me since I went back. She wanted to come with me at 3.30 in the morning. I said, no, honey, but um, she wanted, she goes, you got to ask when, when the next kids camp is. And so then when they posted it, I told her and she's like, she talked about it every single day. My dad can tell you how she gets stuck on things. She talked about it every single day about how she needed to get to boot camp, And, and it was just. And how old is thing. Eva? Eva is six. Eva and, is six. Yep. And then Easton went too, and he's nine. And, you know, just the high fives of, you know, the kiddos giving high fives out and the smiles and just the laughter. It's just a great environment. And it, I mean, it helped lift their moods as well. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I don't, I don't even know Sonia. It is so mm -hmm. much more than just a gym. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing. Yeah. 
I'm you know, so happy to be back. I, and we're so happy to have you back. I, I think I think there's, there's so many things that we can unpack here. And as you're talking, like I'm just thinking of all these things because I'm thinking Eva doesn't even really know mom without having been to Burn. Now she does for this period of time. 16 months or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But if Eva's six and you've been going to Burn for five and a half months, like she must have just been born. She must have only been a few months old, right? Um, when you started Burn. I, I think she must was, have been, yeah. She was 20, born in 2015. Uh, 2014. 2014. Okay. October. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was about a year old when you, when you had started this journey. So she knows a lot about mom going to burn. I imagine you've seen pictures of, Mm -hmm. she's probably seen pictures of you doing burpees or Mm -hmm. or not even just pictures, but like she's seen you doing when she's watching from the corner, when she's (laughs) watching from the corner. Yeah. And that's gotta be an amazing feeling too, because to see your kids watching you and seeing what you're doing to take care of yourself. And then and they want to do, it. to do it. And then, yep. mm-hmm, that's pretty neat. Um, you mentioned um, in the beginning when you were first, you know, your sister was coaxing you to go and your mom was coaxing you to go and it's a 45 minute drive. And why would I do that and pay for that? Um, talk to me a little bit about your husband's perspective on you taking that 45 minute drive, working out for 45 minutes, 45 minute drive home, get the kids ready, all this. Like, talk to us about how where his sort of like support level was for you then and then again fast forward to post-covid like I keep saying post-covid we're not really out of covid but we want to think so yeah (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna keep saying that um kind of where has has he come from then to now I would say in the very beginning he was in the same mindset I was of why the heck would you want to drive 45 minutes there and back for a 45 minute workout I don't get it um, and then, you know, then it turns into, it costs money to drive it. You're putting wear and tear on the vehicle. You're gone for that time frame. That was back when I was going mornings and afternoons or mornings and evenings. Um, and then I would take the kids with me in the afternoon I'd pack them up and we'd go to boot camp. And he's like, you're driving 45 minutes with the kids, having them be in daycare and then driving back. And then eventually I would say he, he was like, Okay, I know you're not going to stop, so <laughs> just go ahead. Um, I did also then transition kind of to more of the morning shift because my work schedule changed. Um, the morning shift means I get up at 3.30 in the morning. or Sorry, morning camp. <laughs> get up at 3.30 mm-hmm. in the morning, drive to boot camp, um, and then drive back. Uh, was driving to the south side of lacrosse from Sparta. Um, and that was almost daily for, mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, well... I would say Monday through Sunday or Monday through Saturday. Uh, And then fast forward. And, you know, even when you started to realize, like, he noticed, I think, the mood, the self-confidence, you know, the body changes. Like, I think he started to realize that it was really good for me, too, and saw how happy I was going. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, now fast forward. Now there's one at North and Holman, which are a little bit closer mm-hmm. um, by not too much. I mean, still 30-minute, 30 30, 35-minute drive to the gym and then 35-minute drive back. Um, still going to the morning camp, which I think is really helpful. I know that it's early for me to get up and start going, but it also helps me not miss out on, miss out on anything because my kids and husband are sleeping. Um, and so I get back and that's when everyone's starting to wake up and it's, it works really well and it, 
is what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you getting that workout in for you, you know, I think, you know, early in the morning allows you, it almost like sets up the rest of your day. It definitely. Right. Does. So it gets things going, you're, you're moving, your adrenaline. I mean, like everything is. I get more done around the house before I even go to work. Good work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Start the laundry, reload, reload the dishwasher, um, get so many things done before Sometimes even before the family wakes up. So mm-hmm. yeah, you've got a part of a day in before anybody even <laughs> right. starts starts thinking about wiggling. You know, and I think we see that with a lot of exercise. Whether somebody's a runner, um, you know, maybe they're a walker. They like to, you know, do trails or or climb. You know, we don't really have mountains, but bluffs around here. You know, there's so many forms of exercise that can really just change a person's perspective on how and how they feel in a day so gives me more energy getting that work and that's that's exactly where i was going to go with this is that so many people think oh i'm already so exhausted at the end of a day like now putting in a workout or like a run for an hour or putting in any kind of exercise is just going to make me more tired but it's really the opposite and i don't know all the science behind it and i I definitely definitely am not that's not my forte but i know how How, i know how how i I feel feel, exactly (laughs) when you get that workout in I would definitely agree. I don't know if it's the time of the day, or I don't even know that that matters, though. But I do mine always in the morning. But the energy that I have, so days, I notice it more on days that I don't go, because days that I don't go are just tough. Like, they are hard. Mm-hmm. They are really, really hard. Um, I'm, I don't wake up until, like, 6 a.m., and then I'm, like, rolling out of bed, and I can't hardly even, like... <laughs> see anything because my eyes are so like swollen tired and right. <laughs> I'm like I don't know if it's the more sleep trying to get more sleep that makes me more tired or not getting my workout in but it is noticeably different like this week I haven't made it to burn because of my I have also have a PT for my shoulder and back that has started to worsen during this COVID being off of boot camp um, which the provider thinks that it's more muscle um, weakness, weakness mm-hmm. in the lower back, and just um, changes with my shoulders and a little bit of you know overdoing things with work, the same motions. Um, but it definitely, like it, it's I just have had a hard week. Mm-hmm. Where do you, you talk a little bit about that muscle loss? And so, what did you do during COVID for physical activity? Were you able to do much? I know because you still work full time through COVID, right? I or, only had I had a six week that I was on furlough and that was right at the very start, kind of the end of I think it was end of March. So I had six weeks off. I did a lot of yard work then. It was really kind of nice. <laughs> got some of the we all got a lot of things done right around the house. Last March <laughs> we April. didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can honestly say I really didn't do too much exercise. Didn't do a lot. Okay, so Zoom was not something that was for you. So we moved to online. That just was not your deal. No, no. Nope. I need the I need the burn floor. You need and I need the people, and I need yeah. to have the encouragement and kind of I need to have somebody there because I know when I talked with Jeff a while back and we kind of interviewed kind of similar, um, but I remember saying, you know what? I had a gym membership before, and I literally went there and laid on the floor and like stretched. <laughs> Didn't get much done. Yeah, I, mean, I was with my sister there too, but <laughs> we just kind of. I mean, you just. Didn't, we didn't really know what to do. So mm-hmm. having that, having that trainer, personal trainer to assist a group, like it's just, they have the exercises, they have modifications if you need them for a shoulder or back. It's like, they just know what to do. They just know what to do. <laughs> Those yeah. trainers, they know what to do. They know what to, that, That's good. That is good. Um, 
so, so I guess some of the intriguing part for me, um, you know, when you sent me the message that you sent and, and, and you wanted to get your story out and you talked kind of a lot about kind of before your fixation on the scale and then kind of finally coming to this realization or this understanding, maybe it's acceptance even, that yes, it's a number on the scale, but there's so much more that actually determines our health. And so you talked a little bit about um, your um, the strength in your, you know, with your heart and some of that um, diminished uh, changes. changes. Changes due to not making it to the gym or not exercising at all for a year and a half. So how do you know that, How first, how do you know that you have um, changes? Yeah. So the, the scale part is, you know, the scale didn't really change too much, but I noticed it in just different areas of seeing fat coming back. So I'm like, okay, well that makes sense. Now I get it that fat doesn't weigh as much as muscle. So that is also why the number on the scale doesn't make sense. Um, my family has heart conditions. So, well, heart conditions, meaning I carry a gene for cardiomyopathy. Um, Easton carries the same gene that I do for cardiomyopathy, which is a heart condition. And then, um, Easton or Ryan has a different gene for cardiomyopathy. So Eva is a lucky winner. She has both. So she had her heart surgery and, um, she's doing very well. And she had this like as an infant because she was yep. she was a month two, old. She was two weeks old when we found the multiple holes in her in the VSD, um, and then she has the non-compaction cardiomyopathy um, of the left ventricle. So the muscle just doesn't. It has kind of like finger-like things versus being smooth muscle. So like it, it has has little things that don't work as well. Um, and so she's on heart medication. Um, and so she has echoes done on a routine. Um, now since they found out that we carry a cardiomyopathy gene, um, Ryan, myself and, uh, Easton all have to have echoes done every so often. Um, this year Easton and I were due for our echoes. We get, I think we do them every two to three years. Uh, last one, my ejection fraction, which is like the strength of your, um, muscle pumping for your heart muscle. It was excellent year you know a couple of years ago when I was working out on a regular basis um, now this time around the number was borderline like borderline low so it was right at the very bottom of where I, an adult should be um, meaning that I think I was 65 before for the number it doesn't go on like a hundred percent it's I think 65 is a good good side and then I think it's 50 is low and I think mine was either 50 or 51 per, like for that number so I mean that's quite a big change mm -hmm. so that muscle your heart's a muscle and I mean obviously I lost strength there mm -hmm. um, not doing much at all to like make my heart rate go up or anything besides stress but <laughs> darn stress mm -hmm. um, so I mean most people don't have an echo done so like when I got those results I'm like oh my gosh should I should I be like super worried like I'm, is there something majorly wrong with me and the provider's like well you used to work out on a regular basis and now you haven't been so I mean you probably lost some of that muscle strength and you know it's just hope hopefully when you're back to back to working out it's going to improve because it will mm -hmm. exercise is exercise 
is so important for our heart health, for our mental health, um, mm -hmm. and just like all around our, like it's, it's so much more. Mm -hmm. It feels so much like our society and, and myself included have this whole thing wrong. It's like, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to go to the gym. Fair. That's fair. But we also have to be really cognizant of what we're eating and what we're drinking and what all those sorts of things. And then you're here to talk about sort of your, your health of, you know, the engine of your body, right? And so you do still need to eat well, but you, we really need to, to work out and, and get that blood pumping. And, and, you know, so there's so many facets to like health. And for so long, many of us have just looked at the scale to go, oh, I'm healthy. Oh, I'm not. When really, so and this is where you've been coming from the last yep. couple yep. weeks it's, where you've learned more about your heart. It is, it like, there's so much more and I feel like the focus for society is not, it's not on eating healthy. Like there's, you can be told to eat healthy, but you have to be almost told over and over and shown how to eat healthy versus saying, oh, you're diabetic, you need to eat healthier. Like you need more information than that. And I think that's an also a really big important part is the, the focus meetings. Like you have to like get burn. You got to get into focus meetings. Mm -hmm. You have to have that, you know, not that they're criticizing what you're eating. They want to be able to help you look into like, okay, well this is doing, or maybe this is doing it. Or, um, oh my gosh, I remember way back, Jeff said, you're not eating enough calories. And I'm like, wait a minute. I am eating enough calories. Like I eat when I'm hungry. I'm not going to eat when I'm not hungry. I'm just not going to do that. He's like, but your body doesn't know that you're like, your body is thinking that you're, you're starving. So then your body goes into defense mode and like is saying, you know, you're just, you like, he's like, your, your body thinks something different though. Like you can't just say you're not hungry. Like you can't just tell your body you're not hungry. So you're not going to, and I'm like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so many of these things that you've been hearing and, 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 and maybe being told over the last five years by, you know, kind of trainers probably everywhere mm -hmm. is, is, is been one thing and you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then now you're kind of in retrospect going, wait a minute. I think I've heard this before, right? Uh, yeah. They're, they're right. <laughs> they're actually right. Yeah. So I, I think that's interesting because, um, I think so often we do think about going to the gym means I'm going there to lose weight. And, you know, again, no matter what kind of activity you do or what kind of gym you go to, um, the, the, the idea can be to lose weight for sure. But when you think about your body as a machine and this machine has to last has you to 80 years or 90 years or a hundred years, right? You got to treat the machine well, you know I mean? On a car, we do oil changes and tire rotations and we do all these things. And so what do we do for our bodies to keep them in tune? And is that, you know, food or is it working it out, making those muscles and lungs and, and heart and everything sort of work better, better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do they say 80% of, is it 80% is what you put into your body and then 20% is the exercise? Yeah, so I def I definitely, again, not, I'm not a, a doctor or medical field or scientist or anything, but yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot and read a lot about the 80-20 rule where 80% um, nutrition and 20% working out. Now, you can kind of save in with sort of the things that you're going through with your heart, like 
it's definitely not that you sit here today overweight, no. right? I mean, but your your concern has now shifted to your getting my strength back, getting your strength back, and you're young. So to, to sit there and not have the strength that you did a year and a half ago. And so we talked a little bit about that, too, because um, and if you don't want to say you don't have to, but you were one weight when you started Burn the five and a half years ago. You did a transformation story because you had made significant progress. You talked a little bit about doing another transformation story, and you said that this was in your mind pre-COVID. You felt like you've really slipped back. But can you walk us through what... You can do it weight in numbers. You can do it even just mentally, physically, how you felt then. Midway. <laughs> Midway. And then kind of even, you know, I know, I know you feel like you've slipped backwards. Um, but can you talk yeah. about kind of those different points? Yeah. So kind of talked about the beginning part when I got drugged to boot camp. <laughs> um, that I know I just wasn't very happy with myself. I was, you know, feeling down. I'm probably depressed, I'm sure. Um, and just... I felt unhealthy. Like I wasn't wasn't happy. I was overweight. Um, I can't exactly remember what my number was then, but I know when I was pregnant with Eva, I almost started crying because I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to go over 200 pounds. And um, I know that again, that's just a number. So I mean, it's one of those things. But um, I kept telling myself like I can't do it. Can't go over that number. Um, so I just like didn't want to weigh myself. But uh, after you know having her and her, she had a lot of her heart stuff. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to focus on myself. I had to take care of her. Um, she had lots of appointments and her surgery and all that added stress. Um, but getting into the gym and I want to say I was 185, I think, from when I started, um, and that was a year after Eva, so 200 to 185 in that time frame. Um, and that was after I had already started to look at what I was eating before I came to burn, um, because we had a vacation. So, you know, I was trying to, <laughs> trying to lose a little bit before vacation. Um, but again, I had to buy all new clothes for my vacation because I didn't have anything that I liked and I didn't have anything that fit right. Um, which then made me grumpy. Then Ryan, you know, take it out on Ryan. Um, but, um, so kind of the beginning I was like 185 pounds didn't have much muscle, didn't have much ambition, was tired, again, had little kids, but tired, just exhausted all the time um, to the point where, you know, I wanted to sleep more. Um, then started doing my focus meetings, getting to the gym. Um, no, don't get me wrong, I was sore. <laughs> good sore, though, that good hurt. Um, you know, I, when I started, I was doing burpees on a box, the tallest box in the gym. Like, I'm... First day, do a bur or burpees. I'm like, what the heck is a burpee? Mm -hmm. What is a burpee? <laughs> yeah. um, and now I know what burpees are now. <laughs> um, but, you know, doing modifications because I wasn't to a point where I could do them safely. Like I was not able to do a burpee with a star jump at the end or a jump knee tuck or a twirl or whatever. Um, started out on, on the boxes, stepping it out. Like stepping out my burpees and I was proud of myself like I can do this I got this I'm here I'm here is the first step walking through those doors saw seriously if you can walk through those doors there's no turning back like you can do it it's it's well the, those doors once you're through those doors 
Burns got you. (laughs) So um, then moving forward a little bit, again, we're, you know, focus meetings and I was getting mad because I was not changing that scale number. Um, And I'm like, well, that doesn't feel good. But then now realizing like, it doesn't matter what that scale says. Um, to the point where I did my transformation, because I'm like, I got this, I'm going to get a transformation story. Um, and I wasn't even during or at that transformation story, I still felt like I had more I could do. So it's not like, not like the start, the finish, it's continuing on. So there's no end, right? You can continue to get stronger. Um, strong is the new beauty. Like it's, you don't know how many times saw that I just get mad when people say you're too skinny. Even now at where I'm at right now, I'm like, it's a wrong in our society to say you're too fat, but you can call me too skinny and that hurts my that feelings hurts just as much mm-hmm. because I'm trying to be strong, getting stronger muscles and I'm going to the gym and I'm getting, I'm losing the fat and I'm getting muscle and to be called too skinny. Mm-hmm. Like that's frustrating. Like mm-hmm. I want, I want them to see me as strong. Like, because before, like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just the, the world has changed. I feel like, now, I guess I can't change the world, but I'm going to, change me one person at a time that's right <laughs> so um so kind of that transformation story loved writing my little write-up because that was showing how much how where I was and where I had came to mm-hmm. um and then like you mentioned I wanted I was on the verge of toning up my arms getting a six-pack just because those are my own personal goals like to have muscular somewhat muscular arms like not super muscular but having muscular arms being able to do a pull-up was also on my to-do list, um, still on my to-do list, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, getting somewhat defined abs, because that's just something that I know I can do, mm-hmm. and that makes me feel strong. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was. COVID hit. Um, well, actually, Kim had her baby, and then there was my driving partner. So, so a little bit before, so it was January when she had Peyton, and so then it was... A little bit harder for me to get myself out of bed to drive myself um, and now I do it all the time but um, so then then COVID hit at March mm-hmm. and all of that um, so really stopped going the kids school was closed like they went back and then all of a sudden it was closed indefinitely um, so virtual school I mean that that first time when school closed boy that was hard even though I was off work, it was hard. The kids don't listen to me. They don't like me as a teacher. Um, so we got to give our teachers hard. some props, don't we? Correct, correct. They do wonders. Mm-hmm. They, and even the virtual teachers and the virtual step-in teachers, my dad and Tracy, like, oh my gosh, I couldn't, we couldn't have done it this spring without them, but, or this last school year without them because they, they did all of the virtual school. It truly took a village, didn't it, to get it through did. this? It did, and, like, insane, like, Mm-hmm. to keep Eva safe, to keep my dad safe. Like that was what was best for us. And them, sorry, saw them not being building burns during that COVID time is what saved us. Right. <laughs> because then they were willing, they were to, available. Yep, too. They were available and willing to do the virtual school teaching. So like everything happens for a reason. Do but. you feel like that confidence level from your first day at burn to when you wrote that first transformation. I'm going to say first, because I know it's the only one you've written so far, but I know that's not your last. So your first transformation story, 
Do you remember like how I felt a confidence change? In? Yeah. Do, you, do so like how did you feel? So the first like oh gosh probably year driving to burn and get like butterflies, butterflies in my stomach because I'm like oh gosh what are we gonna do today like excited about it almost like excited butterflies but yet like oh gosh hopefully I can do this like I can do this I know I can do this I will do this but like what are we gonna be doing mm, like a little bit of anxiousness um kind of felt that again when I was coming back like oh gosh mm-hmm. what are we gonna be doing um definitely noticed that my strength is coming like the motions for the exercises and the strength is coming back faster, I would say. Um, your muscle memory, um, you know, you're definitely getting, do I like, it's not like when I started. So like the changes, I see a little bit of changes. I'm not back to that. You didn't lose everything. Right. I'm not back to that 185 pounds. Thank goodness. But I know like, you know, jump knee tucks, a little bit tricky, <laughs> um, but those are also one that was tricky before, um, but it definitely comes, the, it comes back faster mm-hmm. than than before, like when I started. So kind of your confidence for burn has has definitely grown. I mean, it's it, you, you can still get nervous. You can still be like, am I, you know, can I do this? Do you know now though that you like? Is it, it mentally like, I know I can do it. You might be still nervous, but do you feel like? I would say yes. It's. I know I can do this, and I say that in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this. I know I can do this. Um, I just need to. I just need to get there, and mm-hmm. I can do this. Like I know that. Like there's an exercise they're describing or showing us for demo, and I'm like, oh god, can I do that? Yep, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a conversation you have with yourself. <laughs> it's so crazy about you know, and I, I know I've learned a lot about mindset over the last several years, and and one of the things I've felt about working out and and when you start feeling better and then you realize you can do something and then you can do something a little more and then you're like, I never thought I could do that. Now I can do this, this, and this. And so like building that part of the confidence too is like it, for me, it affects all parts of my life, not just at the gym, but just even my confidence walking or my confidence getting in clothes or my confidence in so many things Mm -hmm. makes it, makes it easier. Um, I would say it makes life easier. Life easier in general. Less stressful. Mm -hmm. And just kind of that it is a lot about confidence too. And it's, and I feel that already coming back, Mm -hmm. like for, you know, even at work or at home, like that it just, it changed, it changes you, I would say like for the better. Yeah. For the better. (laughs) Um, you know, and I, I think for me, I'm, you know, because we do live in a town that's 35 minutes to the closest gym. Um, what would you tell somebody that either, you know, doesn't have a burn near them, but they've got maybe other gyms or they've got other things like what, what would you tell someone who's got some of the same health risks you do? And and I say health risks, you know, kind of what you talked about with your family's, um, genetics and that kind of thing. What would you, what would you tell them about, working out, not just at burn, but just like in general, what would you tell them? I would say definitely talk with your doctor first before doing anything too, too much, but you know, besides like walking and stuff, but definitely even getting out and going for a 20 minute walk or grabbing a neighbor and doing, you know, jumping, jumping jacks together. I mean, just doing something that gets your heart rate up a little bit if it's safe. Um, and 
just work on your strength. Like your your heart is a muscle. You know, we do things every day, but even like today, I didn't make it to the gym and I only have, oh, trying to look at my watch here. I only have like 5,000 steps in. So I mean, even that I should go for a walk, like, mm -hmm. because I didn't get enough in. Like we do a lot throughout the day. We also do a lot of sitting, um, but just getting active somehow, some way, if that's riding a bike, cause that's what's better for your knees. If it's you know, like I said, and sometimes it's better to do it with somebody. So grabbing a partner, grabbing the, grabbing the neighbor next door, going for a walk down the road, um, taking your dog for a walk, uh, any little bit of exercise is going to help. Like mm -hmm. it's going to help boost your mood. It's going to help getting outdoors even helps like doing yard work, something that will get you outside and being active. Any type of act being active is yeah. going to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Steph, this has been like so good to hear. I think again, cause you brought so many facets of being nurse, um, mom, high risk, um, family, you know, and you know, really even including yourself to, you know, to that degree, um, having something ripped away from you that you loved so much in going to the gym and, you know, whether that was gyms were closed or they were run virtually or again, high risk can't go physically to the mm -hmm. gym. When we think about all of the, I don't know if you would say it, is it rights or is it privileges that we've had and, and then you get those things sort of ripped away. Like what has it meant to you to be able to, to now go back to the gym, to be able to get your workouts in? It's been great. Like it has, like so much was taken away from us and even our children over the last year with COVID and it is, it just feels really good to get back to the gym, to get, to be able to get back with family, to be able to like, we also have our house. Like it's, it means a lot to be able to get back to somewhat normal. Um, like more than maybe even more than to other people because some people have been able to do the things that they normally were, or they've been able to go out to restaurants. We just recently started going out to restaurants like this past month. Like my kids have been home and I see that in them too. Like how much they have changed, like for their own moods, for their own happiness. And so we're just excited to get back, get back, get back out and do things with people, seeing people smile. Um, going back to school this fall, hopefully like we're just, it is you don't realize what you have until you don't have it and how many times have we heard that you don't realize what you have until it's gone you can't go to a restaurant you can't put your kid on the bus they can't go to school they don't get to wear their backpack anymore they don't get to see their friends they don't get to see smiles they don't get to see smiles because of masks like, mm -hmm. like there's so many things that was taken from us and so when we think about the things that we don't want to take for granted you know whether that's going to a local gym whether that's going to a restaurant whether that's going to grill out with your family, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, um, Steph, I was super excited to do this podcast with you because, you know. I was super excited to message you. Like, I was, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, then my dad messaged me, and you know how big of a cheerleader my dad is for, yeah. for me and getting back to burn. Yeah. He messaged me, and he goes, I'm so glad you're back to burn. I said, me too, Dad. Yeah, yeah. I felt your tears. I see your tears. 
Um, I know you've been a, a big supporter, and I'm glad that Burn has been able to give you know back to you and to hopefully help you as you're coming through and out of this stage that that our country has been in, your family's been in, and to be able to find your home again, you know, working out and getting strong and getting healthy. And I would love to be able to check in with you again in, you know, six or eight months and just where mindset wise, where, you know, where have you come, you know, where, where are you now? And, um, does that sound okay? Yep. That sounds great. Sounds good. Well, thank Hopefully you. You'll be able to do a pull up or something. Right. Maybe you'll, <laughs> well, maybe you will be able to do a pull up. You keep practicing. Right. Um, well, thank you folks for joining us today on the Be A Beast podcast, and um, we'll be back soon. Thank you.